podcasting. That's how you're starting this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how we're starting. Welcome Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. This Hello. The podcast where we watch Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm Leal, and I like Star Trek. I'm Jack, and I don't like Star Trek. That's the premise, folks. <coughs> um, we're going to start off with uh, with Jack's list. Okay. This is our running list, the com- the uh, comprehensive. This is, this is them listed by objective quality. Objective I quality. Not, <laughs> not, not. We call it Jack's list because it's got to be called something, but it's not it's really not, my list. It's this not is an opinion. Of, yeah, it's not an opinion. Definitive list yes. by quality. Yes. Uh, starting at the bottom with uh, Farpoint Station, uh, then the arguably most racist one. Oh, it's really racist. Uh, honor Code. The most racist one so far. So far. I don't... Th- well, fuck. I don't... I mean, I, I didn't... To, they're going to have to dig deep. <laughs> <into that one. laughs> I didn't remember Honor Code, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if there's another more racist one coming up. Uh, the uh, pretty much just about as racist last outpost uh, with the uh, introduction of the Ferengi, also known as the <coughs> Nazi propaganda cartoons of Jews. So I have a thought. I have a thought hmm. on that one. Um, growing up as I did in, in scenic Garden Valley, Idaho, mm-hmm. um, I'd basically never encountered a Jewish person and didn't know what all those people on TV were. They just looked like white people to me. Right. Um, so that one would not have struck me as racist in like when I was 10 years old. Right. Aired. Whereas Honor Code probably still would have seemed pretty fucking racist. Like, if you didn't know about Jews, you'd be like, uh, these aliens suck. Yeah. But Honor Code, like, I don't know, man. There's yeah. this really pretty indefensible. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty brutal. Um, and solidifying your hatred of the character Q, uh, next episode is Hide in Q. Yep. Uh, then where no one has gone also, before. It's poorly titled. <laughs> it's badly titled. Uh, where no one has gone before. Lonely among us. Uh, that's not the bottle. Oh, the battle. I can't read. I can't read text on my phone. Apparently, great. The battle. Naked now, just and uh, Jack's favorite episode. The best, the best episode of the Star Trek's the next definitively Star Trek, qualitatively the next best episode of this show so far. Justice. Yeah. Um. Listeners, you can uh, interact with us and tell us what you think about our very objective <laughs> list uh, on Twitter.com at ShipFacts or individually at WhoIsJackGun and at LealLikeNeil. Or you can email us at uh, StarTrekSucksPod at gmail.com or you can get at us on Instagram, StarTrekSucks. That's it. Okay. Um, so now, <laughs> because so far, listeners, because we know you've, you've all been listening so far, uh, but uh, we've been trying. We've I, I've been trying to get Jack to guess what's coming up on the episode. But last week we stumbled yeah. on a much better premise. Much better premise. <laughs> um, so Jack, <laughs> can you recap last week's episode for us? Ah, uh, Q. So I'm, this is kind of cheating because usually we record a week apart. But you're, yeah, you're yeah, going out of town, so days. it's only been a couple of days. So this is this one might be a little <laughs> a little fresher a little more coherent than usual uh q wanted the q collective Co- continuum yeah continuum collective makes more sense yeah well anyway <laughs> setting that off to the notes to the note our notes for the writers yeah please rewrite 
every <laughs> please rewrite and reshoot this show. <laughs> <laughs> We have a podcast. <laughs> we have a podcast. We need you to. We need you With to. Twos of listeners. Reshoot the entire series. Uh, change this one word. I probably have some other notes for him. Yeah. Um, the the Q Collective decides that uh, humanity's drive to explore and expand into every possible space and adapt to every possible environment is both a threat and a uh subject of interest to them so they send their most annoying person we that we know of that we know of see this is the other <laughs> that's thing that's a good point and i can't <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> i can't remember if we ever get a payoff on this on the show but like <laughs> i would really like to know are they all this bad <laughs> he's really bad he's the worst <laughs> he's really awful um to try to recruit uh, the most noble specimen of humanity that they have observed so far, which is apparently William, I'll fuck anything that moves Riker. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. I'm not trying to be sex negative, but that is his legal middle name. <laughs> <That> is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the way they recruit him is they make him lead the bridge crew in a completely doomed battle against napoleonic french pigs yeah pigmen with laser muskets yep and then uh when they're immediately all bayoneted um he's told that he has the power of, of q and he should just use it so he does because of course you would do that i'm mm -hmm. really running out of steam here man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean that like that's more than you had for like last week for yeah. the episode before yeah. that you it, got yeah. more detail there uh i think it's important that we reiterate uh that it is now canonical fact within the series that Jordy is bisexual or yeah what pants i don't know the Pan difference or pansexual, pansexual yeah pansexual. yeah um but yeah he uh Jordy is m more subtle about it but also will seemingly fuck anything that moves yeah he definitely wanted to fuck older wesley yeah and also tasha um also i wanted to let you know that uh that uh the greek word for head is kephali so the pantheon equivalent uh, for heads would be pan kephali eon i think look that up on the google translate <laughs> I have no idea what you <laughs> was talking about. I used the word pantheon. I can barely remember the last episode. You want me to remember what we talked about too? <laughs> I was, anyway, I was editing today, and I nah, thought that, that really yeah. that really stuck with you. Yep. Yep. Um, Interesting. And uh, yeah, what do you want to? Uh, what do you want listeners, our viewers, to uh, to do instead? Um, I started. I realized the other day that I've never actually watched Twin Peaks. I tried watching that. I could not get into oh, it's it. It's amazing. Is it? Yeah. Fuck, maybe I'll try I again. I don't know. It's you got to be in the right headspace for it. But yeah. I watched the pilot episode um, a couple nights ago, which not a good idea to watch before bed. Okay. Um, but is it a horror show? It's David Lynch. It's kind of yeah. occupies its own genre. Yeah. It's surreal comedy horror, suspense drama. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's one of the things I found most striking about it was that um, 
it was filmed in like the 90s but he has such a like keen sense of aesthetic and like what is dumb about aesthetic of any given moment that like if a cutting edge director now made a like period piece set in the early 90s that was like making fun of how people looked and acted in the early 90s it would mm-hmm. look exactly the same okay um if you follow my logic there sort of and i i and, yeah. and i vaguely I anyway. remember <laughs> the aesthetic of the show um yeah. and i mean lynch is it's a, yeah. a visually a, a a singular yeah uh director um but yeah i mean maybe I'll, yeah maybe he kind of does he it seems like he's kind of doing that kubrick thing where it, like he gets I don't know if he's doing it the way Kubrick did it, where he'd t- do so many takes that the actors would start acting just bizarre right? and inhuman. But he's definitely getting that out of the actors, where you're like, that's not... It's not bad acting in the way that like an amateur would do it. It's like... It's, it's weird It's just acting. wrong. Yeah, it's just wrong somehow. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that going on. Music's great. I really like it. Okay. Watch Twin Peaks. I will... Uh, or, I'll, I'll I, I mean, if you've... If you watch it and you're like, this is fucking weird and stupid. Hey, I get it, man. I don't remember <laughs> having that reaction. I just remember that it didn't pull me in. Yeah. Um, so I might, I maybe watched like an episode or two and then was like, man. Yeah. The pilot episode is like an hour. Now. I mean, the pilot episode is basically a movie. Okay. Um, just watch the pilot episode. I thought it was a masterpiece. Okay. Um, also, um, I think it's, it's very interesting that that was just... Everybody talks about like TVs taking more chances now and we're in this golden age of TV or whatever but it's like that was on back when there were three networks that was on one of them in prime time. Yeah. That's that's a chance. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's the, a big fucking chance. The the whole golden age of TV thing is is uh, uh, it's scattershot. I mean, there is so yeah, there's much just so much shit. Goddamn content being yeah. produced. Um, that yeah, I mean a lot of the stuff that's coming out is good. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of garbage being a produced whole right bunch. now. Yeah. How many fucking seasons of Big Bang Theory did they do? Are they still, still, still doing it? I don't know. It was wildly like successful. Nine. I yeah. It, yeah, just it just looks like the most basic standard fucking uh, laugh track sitcom that like. Yeah, I've never found anything interesting about that show. Well, anyway, now that we've shit on bad TV, time to watch Star Trek The Next Generation, season <laughs> I, I, one, episode whatever. I, I want to recommend something, too. <laughs> okay. um, after you're done listening to this podcast, uh, I recommend uh, Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, it's an audio podcast. It's an audiobook. Okay, uh, but it's kind of. I've been pod- trying. I've been trying really hard to not recommend other podcasts. Yeah, which is no, most of the media. It is <laughs> kind of podcasty in format. Um, but it is really it's a really interesting look at um uh, largely uh, uh how we determine truth um when uh, when talking to people and basically that uh among other things uh we are generally incorrect about our uh, collective assumption that looking at somebody face to face makes you better at determining their character um and they go through he goes through a, a, a ton of stuff on it um i don't like the way you looked at me when you said that what <laughs> <laughs> no it's just uh, like um no it talks about how like they they basically uh took a bunch of information from some uh from a bunch of uh judges in bail hearings oh, yeah. uh, and fed the actual decisions that those judges had made 
and then fed all the information about the cases, just the just just the raw data. So the yeah. person's uh, age. There. Yeah, I remember reading this. Yeah. Or it wasn't. Didn't it just come down to like if the judge was hungry or not? No, no. no. This was. I remember just, reading like judges are more lenient or right after lunchtime. And oh, that may also. First thing in the yeah, morning. that may also be true. Yeah. But this was basically just that a computer model that based uh, that that made its decisions purely on. Uh, basically, the person's uh, the the personal information and their their criminal record and all that stuff. Um, it was able to determine uh, their likelihood of recidivism and their likelihood to show up for their next court date and their likely of likelihood of of committing another crime while they were out on bail if they were allowed out on bail mm-hmm. more accurately than uh, the judges who are you know making a point of meeting these people face to face and making this those yeah. decisions uh, that way. Yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of other stuff about it. Um, but it also ties into the show okay. because it sort of explains why anybody would ever be- believe anything a Ferengi says. Because <laughs> it's this, and I forget. Is this going to be racist? <laughs> no, 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 it's not at all. No, it's just this, uh, t- I, 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 I'm going to get the phrasing that he uses wrong, but it's uh, truth bias uh, or something like that. Um, but it's you know the general assumption that people are being truthful. Yeah. Um, and we are, and he goes into kind of the uh, evolutionary logic for why we are not more skeptical inherently of strangers. Because if you will go through the world uh, very skeptical of everybody that you run into, you're not going to have good social connections, and you know you're not. Gonna... Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity lost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he talks about like this the the one guy who blew the whistle on Bernie Madoff, um, and he is this incredibly skeptical person because Madoff was because a bunch of people looked at it and thought it was weird. Right. Um, and uh, b- but then had conversations with Madoff and he was so disarming, so charming. And, um, you know, and so there's trust not only in the individual when they have conversations with him, but also trust within the system to where you look at what he's doing and you just and you can't process the idea that it could all be fake. Right. You're just like, this is so fucking big. How could something fake have gotten this big? Anyway, really interesting. Uh, listen, I don't know if there's a paper book book version or not. Um, I, uh, it, I I just yeah. just started listening to it and I've listened to like four hours of it this week. But yeah. fascinating on the. uh on the note of how could something this big be this fake? <laughs> you Dicks? were watching the impeachment hearings <laughs> when I <Yeah>. got here. <laughs> oh, God, I, that's I'm I'm really glad we're recording this right now because yeah, I've been listening to uh, the House of Representatives yeah. for like the last hour and my brain is mush. Yeah. Um, also, sorry, uh, that was a cheap shot, but <laughs> you really teed it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also excited about this episode because, as I mentioned last week, we get to meet Counselor Troy's mom in this episode. Oh, that's right. And you're going to hate her. <laughs> yeah. That's nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go with Haven. We'll be back. Okay. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Yuri. Uh, Yuri got a a New Year resolution uh, help for you if you want to make a resolution to losing weight. Uh, Yuri got a new exercise plan. It's called uh, Yuri Gonna Kill You. Okay, as how it's work is you hire Yuri and Yuri come around and uh, scare you a little bit, maybe chase you with a knife or whatever. Uh, You know, get your heart rate up and help you achieve your fitness goals. Okay. Uh, so you email me, Yuri has excellent products, 6969420swag at CompuServe.net. Okay, happy new year!
Welcome back to the Hot Nonsense Podcast Hour. <laughs> what the fuck did hang we on, just hang watch? On, hang 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 on. I forgot to mention this up top. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Hideous Frozen Hedograms. <laughs> when you need to send a message to somebody about an arranged marriage, try a frozen hideous head. Do, do you need to cause nightmares? Do you need it to do it with a bi- weird big silver box that pukes gems all over the floor? Try yeah. hideous frozen hedograms. Yeah. Try it. So. Try it. You have to try it. Uh, God damn. <laughs> that. <laughs> I do, I've definitely written the most about this one. <laughs> I do not possess enough what the fuck <laughs> for what we just watched. <laughs> Oh my god! I did <laughs> not real. I had no recollection of how fucking nonsense this episode was. This one seemed so really long because of how much there is in it. <laughs> it's the opposite of Encounter at Four Point Station, where it runs really long, but not a lot happens. Right. This one's just a standard episode length, but just oh so boy. much. So much unpack. like so much weirdly executed exposition. So first of all, uh, I want to ask you this because I do not understand how we get how we get into the action of this episode. Because what I thought I understood happened is they just happened to show up at Haven for non-stated yeah. reason. Oh, uh, because it's nice there, right? Yeah, that's it. It's an so they're kind of doing the Star Wars thing where the entire planet has one climate. Yeah. Um, and the, this climate is pleasant. Yeah. Um, Which, same exact climate as the Justice yep. planet. Two episodes ago or yep. whatever. I don't know. Uh, um, but so so y- there wasn't anything out. Like, there wasn't something I missed there. No. Okay. Yeah, so they, they, just, they just happened to go there. Just trundle on by this real nice planet yeah. where... Surprise! Trundle in that way you go through space. Yeah, just chundering on, just chunder, just florping down, (laughs) just just glooping on. We Uh, don't have time for this. We have a lot to unpack. uh, Yeah, we do. Okay, so they show up and surprise. uh, Deanna's mom is there with her betrothed and her betrothed's parents. Yeah, which apparently they were family friends so i'm not even gonna get it like whatever it's a yeah. it's an arranged marriage fine right it was like, it was so deanna's dad was human right her mom is also apparently she gets her greek accent from her dad so i'm sorry that i said yeah space greeks in the last episode oh is that where you got i thought it was just because of like her kind of general coloring you were just going with greek no, she, she has a Greek accent. Oh, I I have never placed her accent as being her, Greek. Her, the actress's name is Marina Certi. I did I okay. didn't know that that was a Greek name. I genuinely I had <laughs> didn't know. So her accent has always been this just kind of vague. Okay. Like I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Well, know we're that. moving on from race science corner. Yep. <laughs> and we're moving on. Um, uh, yeah, oh, no, oh. So yeah. So anyway, yeah. It's it's her her dad's friend was a guy named Stephen Miller, which. Has awful connotations now, <laughs> yeah. But at the time, it, I I wrote down it's uh, uh, it might as well his name might as well have been human regular name, yeah. Like <laughs> just yeah, 
So let's just make sure that we know. Man, normal person. Man, normal person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I almost forgot something, though. Uh, before we actually get to them beaming aboard uh, and before the horrifying head box, uh, is Captain Picard on his voiceover <laughs> fucking, is, as he's introducing Haven. We're at this really pl- pretty planet. I hope things don't go terribly wrong. <laughs> God damn. Jesus fucking Christ! Stop saying that! (laughs) Stop saying that! Oh yeah, and I I actually have a new from that same scene. I have a new uh, a segment that I'd like to call "Shut the Fuck Up, Data," (laughs) um, where Picard says something along the lines of, uh, "Like legend has it that this place can even heal the sick." And Data says, "Well, those legends are largely apocryphal, sir, and have never been verified." Shut the fuck up, Data. Yeah, we, we know. know what legends are. Yeah, shut up. That's why it's called legends. Shut up. That's why this planet's called Haven, and not you can be quiet sometimes. Extra magic planet, <sighs> magic healthy planet. Um, and uh, so we go to the scene of them getting uh, beamed aboard, and the horrifying head hang on, box. Hang on, hang on. Riker's in his quarters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was just, was, this just, is before this is he gets called to the transporter room. Just chilling out like you do. Wh- what's he doing? He's just chilling. What's he doing, Leo? Sitting in the chair. Is he watching some entertainment? Yeah, he's is he watching, watching like a show with like a narrative arc, something that like you or I would do. Oh, no, no. He's watching a hologram of two women playing harps. Yeah. Like, and he is digging it. He is so fucking glad he is so happy that he finally gets to sit down in his chair two sort of sort of provocatively dressed women like yeah like uh, barely yeah not even play harps they're just each wearing like entire bolts of cloth that's basically what just like they're like togas yeah uh yeah two hologram ladies playing harp and then he gets pulled away sorry ladies yeah duty calls cool guy regular so that, regular thing to be doing real regular <laughs> yeah they beam this box up and again like it, it, it jesus christ like that the fucking storyline makes no <laughs> goddamn sense well, first of all they're like someone's trying to beam something aboard yeah i guess we'll go for that yeah. Just go ahead and bring it on. Just beam it on up. Yep. We don't know at all what it is we are or the, who is sending it. We are the it. most easily sabotaged starship in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have we checked to make sure it's not literal bombs? Nope. Nope. Well, bring it on no up. No way of checking that, so fuck bring, it. Bring it on up. Yeah. Yeah, no idea who is sending it or what it is. Yeah. It is uh, Deanna's wedding announcement. It's a severed headogram. Severed head, yeah. It Hideous is. Hideous severed headogram. It looks like something out of the, uh, of, um, the, uh, the fucking Wizard of Oz 2, Return to Oz. Have you? It's a freaky movie. It's really interesting, but it is so completely different from. It, it's basically Dorothy goes back to Oz, and everything is, that why is it's called Return to Oz. Yeah, uh, but and everything is like falling apart terribly, uh, uh-huh. and there's like these creepy guys with wheels for arms who like chase people around and want to eat the eat the the her pet chicken because she's got a pet chicken instead of Toto. It's really fucking weird. Anyway, it belongs in that some sort of horror. Okay. Yeah, some sort of 80s weird horror movie. Or Labyrinth. It belongs in Labyrinth. Okay, all right. That's where that thing comes from. Um, yeah, so 
Yeah, and again, this is where I'm like, I'm losing the thread of the episode because... Why it hangs together. <laughs> so, without explaining anything to anybody on the ship, nor is it ever, ever explained how Troy... To, for instance, and, the viewer. Yeah. Yeah. It's never explained how Luoxana and the Millers got to Haven at the time that Deanna was going to... That they just happened be, to be there. Like, yeah. it, it's not even attempt... The, nope. They don't even attempt an explanation. It's fucking bizarre. Um, and so, yeah, so we meet fucking Wyatt. Uh, he's just clinging to his little thing of fucking portraits... And he's <laughs> just, just as soon as he was as soon as he entered the scene, you just yelled cock. <laughs> it just looks like such a like a, he, here's again, like the, just bad storytelling because it sets up from there. It seems to me like the writers want us and, and the producers of the show want us to not like him. Uh, he's just uh, this yeah. like rat faced dork with it gives her a mood rose and the mood rose is not a strong it is not a strong here's here's a flower that'll tell you what mood you're in yeah i already know what mood i'm in man yeah and then the it's one of the things i know about what's going on like one of the premises that the entire episode hangs on is that they didn't know anything about each other prior to meeting but deanna did actively participate in making the vows that they were going to do this marriage. Right. And also like she, she knows that she's in this arranged marriage, but she has basically assumed that, well, if I've just uh, like worked for Starfleet, I'll just be on the move all the time so that they won't be able to, I'll just never run into them. Yeah. What? Like, just don't just be like, I don't actually want to do this arranged marriage anymore. Because as soon as as soon as she does run into them, she's like, "Well, you got me. Yeah, guess I'm gonna get married to this guy for the rest of my life." He gave Busted. me a he gave me a mood rose. So yeah, no turning back now. Yeah, what the fuck? This this in. episode is so stupid. It is fucking hot nonsense. Um, and then yeah, so then like the next scene in the captain's ready room, uh. Troy and Riker are acting as if they're going through a breakup, basically, and that's kind of the vibe between the two of them this entire episode. Right? They've been on the ship together for like months. We we can yeah. Assume. Let's let's infer months. Yeah. And they're not dating. They're not a couple. No. Like we two got episodes their... ago, Riker just ran a like just ran through that fucking planet. Oh yeah, the Justice like, Planet. Yeah. Like I mean, he it's it's heavily implied that he just on that planet. Yeah. yeah. And. <clears throat> Yeah, it's I it, it doesn't like the backstory is that they used to hook up and then and now they don't anymore. Right. And because they, he has career aspirations, which s- sort of I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's clumsily established in this yeah. one that, that that's kind of why which I it, there's I mean that that happens. Um yeah, it ha- it it does, but uh, what I mean whatever. Um, but yeah, like they're not breaking up. They're not, there's nothing to break. Yeah. They weren't together. It's honestly, it's like a very like sad boy bullshit move to be like, I mean, I can't be with you, but 
It's going to break my heart if you get married. Yeah, but it, I mean, I would feel more like that if she were not reciprocating the same. Right, way. she's also giving him like, the same energy. Of they're, like, yeah, they're both broken up about this. Uh, no, this is a this is a bad situation that we couldn't just easily get out of. Yeah, by being like, ah, I don't know, I don't want to know. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Okay. So, uh, I don't. I don't think we've actually. Uh, uh, the, I, we're the worst character in the galaxy. <laughs> is about to enter the scene, folks. So, uh, yeah. What were? What was your first impression of Loaxana Troy? Uh, Space Liza Minnelli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. But also, so as the episode was going on, like I was very troubled by her, and I actually spent a lot of time. Sorry, is the record? Uh, no, I thought we might be low on batteries, but we're fine. Okay. I think it's just because we're yelling so much. It's making it peak and <laughs> turning the light on. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's going to be a shouty episode. Yeah. Um, no, I was very troubled with by her, and as the episode went on, I kind of like really dug into why. She's an absolute fucking sadist. Yeah. She's a horrible monster. Yeah. Because... <clears throat> There are people that act like that in real life. Yeah. To an extent. I mean, she's obviously, she's done like cartoonishly. But yeah. those people d don't have telepathy. Right. Which means they don't immediately see how harmful they're, like the reason that people act like that in real life is because they're, they're kind of clueless, they're narcissistic, and they can't see how harmful they're being. Well, or they, like, they know how harmful, or they ha they may think that they're being harmful or whatever, but they don't have the ability to look into your fucking brain right. and exploit. Like you can literally just see the pain as in real time as you were causing it. Yeah. To be that much of a fucking <laughs> with that ability makes you Satan incarnate. Yeah, she's a sociopath. And that Psy was the, like psychopath, like, like just monster. She, and she has this this fucking conversation with. Uh, and first of all, like the as the character goes on through the show, you, you, I mean, like everybody, you just kind of get to like them for who they are because they're mm. fake. Anyway, let's not go crazy. <laughs> but uh, because I actually did, I, I actually really uh, liked her in that episode of Deep Space Nine that I watched her in uh, a little while ago. But anyway. Um, oh, the other thing that I was going to mention Let's to you. Let's not bring back the guy that wants to talk about Deep Space Nine. On this <laughs> oh, my neighbor Charlie? <laughs> I said, let's not bring him back. <laughs> I'll see if he's home. Uh, no. So uh, the woman who plays uh, Luoxana, uh, first of all, is Gene Roddenberry's wife. Uh, who is, oh, God. <laughs> who's also. That raises a whole bunch of red flags. <laughs> uh, she is the voice of the computer. Uh, in all of this series and uh, possibly in some of the other series. I think she's been in, at least she's been in more of the different series than any other actor. Huh. Um, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right because she does this constantly where, and, and it's also, it is this total power move and she has this fucking, this, this psychic conversation with Deanna where she's like, oh, j these people just aren't used to our kind of honesty. Right. Um, but she's constantly, like, motherfucking and, and big-dicking people. Like, right. Which is not an honest way to go to market. It's, like, it's not. <laughs> and also, we're giving the impression <clears throat> that she's not, in fact, always being honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, she at the very end, yeah, she at the end it's off. Yeah, it's implied that she manipulated the whole thing. Well, that... Or, but, at, least, or at least that she's happy with the results. And it's like, what... Right, but no, the right as she's beaming out, she's like, oh, Jean-Luc, you dirty whatever. And she 
leaves and Deanna's like, oh, she was kidding. Which, one of two things, either it genuinely was a joke, in which case we should infer that at least some of the time when she has done that throughout the... It's, it's all like just a fucking string of sexual microaggressions to every male who comes yeah, within... Which a, is horrific. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful And behavior. especially when you consider the fact that she is, in fact, a woman of, 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 of privilege. Yeah. And is sexually microaggressioning all over these service people, these right. you know yes. uh, soldiers or whatever you know, yeah. members of of an armed force. Workers, workers. Yeah. just call them workers. Yeah, um, yeah. She, yeah. it's it yeah, is it's, it's horrible. It is extremely fucking gross. Yeah. Well, and, and like, I mean, I guess for the people that haven't watched the episode, which don't watch the episode, <laughs> watch Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> but like, she is basically written and played as like the like shitty overbearing step or uh, mother-in-law from like any sick like yeah. everyone loves raymond or whatever yeah which is like the like clash of in-laws brand of comedy has always been incredibly fucking tedious to me oh I'm, it's i've so... never i've never seen one that i enjoyed at all it's um, so fucking cringy. It's but when you so consider obnoxious. somebody acting like that when they can when they're also like in real time telepathically linked to everybody that they're being a fucking cunt to, it's really uh, just it's, yeah, it makes my skin crawl yeah, thinking it's about really it. Upsetting. It's, it's very upsetting. Um so fucking Okay, so we find out that uh fucking Wyatt has been dreaming about Farrah Fawcett apparently um which again okay I get that hang they on, hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on there's she's got it she's got it she's got a guy named uh Mr. Hom oh oh yes she does Mr. Hom's maybe my favorite character on the show <laughs> <laughs> he is he is fantastic uh, uh from the first scene that he shows up in and I don't know why I wrote this down but I feel it in my soul. That guy has got a hog. Oh, he has a goddamn serpent. That guy has. It's, it's like a novelty oversized fire hose. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, that Mr. Guy Hom is packed. He is packing hard. Uh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, All right, go on. Oh, I was just sorry. That was an, that was maybe my most important. Note. <laughs> I was just uh, when when she lands and uh, and she tells the captain he can have the privilege of carrying her f fucking bags. Yeah. I noticed that uh, she packed all of her stuff into a fairly heavy chest. Go on. It, that was where the mind control device was in the. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Never mind. I don't <laughs> listen. If you're not yeah. gonna get our inside jokes, yeah, no, you're. It's you're like right. you don't. Leave, got it's like one. you don't even listen to the show. It's like I don't care about this. Also, we haven't published that episode yet. So. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Shit, asshole. Yeah. Sorry, that one comes out on. Now Monday. who looks stupid? Is it both of us for doing this? Yes. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Uh yeah, this is the point where I wrote I do not have enough what the fuck for this episode because it's just uh, but yeah so fucking Wyatt has been dreaming about Farrah Fawcett and again okay fine they haven't been able to see each other but you're gonna tell me that in approximately thirty years neither of them have seen a picture of the other one right 
what like what are you talking about yeah the parents have to be staying in touch for this to work at all yeah so i mean they do establish the walks on they don't like each other well and that she didn't that she didn't think she'd ever run into him or whatever but still i mean god like i just don't understand why they're doing this at all (laughs) nobody like the dad is dead who was the like the glue that bound this together yeah she doesn't like them they don't like her and they're gonna Deanna has no interest in doing this particularly he's dreaming about some other person yeah and is st- stuck on that which is a weird thing to do but whatever yeah um and it, like you could argue I mean if I had recurring dreams about the same woman for decades I'd probably be like hey look I I know this is dumb but I I can't really I mean I don't know <laughs> well and it it makes sense. You can make the argument that he would be into the arranged marriage up to the point when he finds out that Deanna is not the woman in the yes. paintings. And then he'd be like, ah. And he'd be like, uh, wait, what? Well, and actually he does kind of do, he does kind of react to that the way like a normal person. He's actually written like a fairly normal person. Yeah, he's uh, actually. One of the few characters in this Pretty episode. chill, especially considering the Other fact- than Mr. Hom. <laughs> my, my new best friend <laughs> like i i did i did not like him uh when i from from the time he stepped on stage but actually throughout the episode he's pretty chill especially consider the fact that well D, he's also like, i mean not liking him on site is kind of a realistic attribute yeah but deanna anyway. drops for no reason with no necessity whatsoever drops her relationship with Riker right. to him like in 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 one of their introductory conversations, right. she's like, "Oh yeah, the only other time is a guy who's also on." She could have just said somebody else. Yeah, there's I've, there's somebody in my past. Yeah, I I, I look at me. I get around. Yeah. I've not. There was. This is not my first time. No like, fucking reason for yeah. you to tell him that the that that this yeah. other guy was on the ship. Jesus, Deanna. Okay. All right. Uh, I also wonder. So. Her dad was a human. Yeah. Which means he doesn't have the, like, telepathy, which is sort of, like, hand-wavy established that, like, if they bond close enough with a human, they can kind of, like... Yeah, because she's able to telepath with Riker. Right. If they have, yeah, if they have a close enough bond. Fine. How the fuck was a human able to date, to court, date, marry procreate and live with that fucking monster (laughs) that is her mother uh i mean it's not established how long they were together he could have he might have just been passing through (laughs) (laughs) maybe he just threw one in there and bolted yeah but then like why would why would she have an arranged marriage to one of his friend's kids if that was (laughs) you know even if they were married for forty years, it still doesn't answer why this yeah, there's fucking no, arranged there's marriage. There's no, I know there's exists. no answer to these questions. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> You're right, though. Like, uh, yeah the the theory that I am most comfortable going to sleep with tonight is that he was just passing through for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Haven is a planet that apparently uh had advanced enough technology to be admitted into the federation uh-huh. but has absolutely zero none whatsoever technology 
to do anything at all about a potentially dangerous spaceship. I mean, it's a good thing there's a Federation ship there. Yeah, it's a good thing that the Otherwise, Federation ship just happened to stop by yeah. for no reason. Yep. My God, we found a plot hole finally. Yeah, thank God. Okay, yeah, anyway. so yeah. fucking Plague Ship shows up, and I love the exposition scene <laughs> in the conference room <laughs> so much. Because it, uh, the, I have some observations about it that remind me of things that have happened in my personal life, <laughs> like you might say. My first favorite part about it, just note for the writers, um, you can very easily use data as an expositional tool yep. in a situation like this. You can just make it so nobody knows this information, and then data gives it to everybody. It is sort of the only reason he would be there, Yeah, in fact. Yeah. As uh, we've established with all of our good job data segments, <laughs> um, and so and that and that is the way that the scene is established. That's, just, that's the same yeah. way the scene is yeah. set up. He even says, He's "Continue like, with your with your briefing." Commander and he gets data. out like one sentence. one sentence, <laughs> and then and everybody else is like, "Check out how much I know about this." Tasha's too. like, "Yeah, I already know that." Here's two more sentences of detail, and then Jordy's like, "Yes, I also already yeah, they actually knew teach all us the shit out of that." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also yeah, already knew all of this information. <laughs> Here's three more sentences of exposition, and then Picard's like, "Yes, you're both correct. I also already knew all of the things that everybody <laughs> just said." Here is some more exposition. <laughs> it was just yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sort of realistic. <laughs> <laughs> that is, Especially uh, when Data's just kind of sitting there like, Man, I guess I'll fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like that actually is very reflective of the way that meetings in corporate environments generally go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Just everybody wants to say something so they can feel like they participated and make sure the boss knows they were there. Yep. So then we have the we'll call it the reception, the reception dinner yeah the rehearsal dinner rehearsal dinner uh and hom is doing what hom is getting down <laughs> he's doing what i want to do during this scene <laughs> which is just fucking chugging like what appears to be champagne which yeah, yeah. So, i mean it's something in a tall skinny glass but yeah he's, he's just, really going for just it, fucking though. getting after it like a motherfucker uh which that's what everybody in the in in the scene should be doing yes uh, but instead, they're one bickering over. We're just doing some dumb mother-in-law comedy bullshit. Who it's fucking just, cares? Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. It really. It fucking like it, what? Why? How would did you we have... get here? How did we get to where? Presumably, like the the fucking rehearsal dinner is generally like the night before or a couple of nights before the ceremony. Yeah, I think it's established this the night before. Yeah. yeah. How did we get to the rehearsal dinner and you guys haven't d talked about and you haven't figured out any of the fucking details of how the thing tomorrow is going to go? Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, it's it's <sighs> just an excuse to drum up bullshit fucking conflict i yeah. hate i hate i hate this episode i hate that like you have this prestigious sci-fi tv show and it's like nine episodes in you're like in-laws sure are tough to negotiate huh yeah uh Am i also I right folks i also caught folks uh, i also caught a bad editing uh error well not an editing error but uh, at one point, uh Luoxan is like yeah hom's gonna do the ceremony and then steven miller uh, is like, 
uh, he's supposed to say Hom can't even talk or something like that, but he he, he can't get out Hom's name. Yeah. So he like stumbles over. He's like, M- M- Hom doesn't even talk. And they used that take? No, let's just say he was drunk. He was drunk. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, ha- uh, there, so this week's good job data mm. is uh, he goes up to Hom while he's just downing wine. <laughs> <laughs> And says, interesting, do you have it's something like, human, hum, yeah, do you have human, lineage based or, on how much you're drinking, do you have any human lineage at all? And Hom is very offended by that yeah. and sticks his nose up in the air. And then Data like looks up at the ceiling to like see what he's looking at. <laughs> <laughs> like mimics his fucking... <laughs> Just check it out. Uh. <laughs> I have several other <laughs> okay. Well, and then I uh, okay. I have a follow up for that, which is great job data, which is when Troy storms out and says, "Stop, stop this stupid bickering." <laughs> and then he says, "Can you please continue your?" That's um, very interesting. <laughs> that was actually my good yeah. job data. Well, well, it's a great job data. <laughs> but also, it's like when wine gets a double gold <laughs> wine competition. <laughs> Um, they start bickering about the fucking ceremony and the captain stands up and he says, it's a tradition on starships that we don't, we don't fight argue. with you. We don't so argue. I declare so I, everything resolved. <laughs> yeah, that'll and do everybody's it. Everybody's just like, okay, that'll do it. <laughs> I'm going to try that next time. I've got a bunch of people bickering around me yeah that'll yeah. probably just, get it done just tell everybody it's a tradition that we don't do this i mean i have actually been trying to use that uh that same method again to to keep from uh having to think about uh the president uh on during family dinner sure because inevitably somebody brings him up uh and uh and i'm like we just we don't talk about him at family dinner we I mean, what good that. could come of it? Nothing. I mean, yeah. because my family is all on the same page. Right. So it's just all going, God, can you fucking believe what that asshole yeah, it's did? Just, yeah, just this echo chamber of liberal yeah. outrage. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then uh, also during the reception dinner, Tasha, Tasha's got her party hair on, which is it's fantastic. I just love it's just it's like kinda, it's pretty good. Actually. It's very yeah. like it's all volumed up and she kinda looks yeah. like uh when uh when... She's also kinda into the bickering too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes watching it. Yeah. Um She's growing on me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh yeah, by this point Hom is fucking hammered and he's just playing the <laughs> gong. And Luoxana's got this bullshit thing about how it's a Betazoid tradition to give thanks for what what the fuck ever. Mr. Hong He's fucking just rules. Fucking drunk as shit playing the gong in the corner. The and I wrote down like at first, like at three gongs in, I'm like, it's no one gonna say anything about this. And then like three more gongs later, I'm like, never mind, let him fucking go. <laughs> this actually rules. <laughs> Get out. I of actually it. want I actually want my next next time I have like a dinner party or something, just you know what? At a certain point you can just hit the gong. You know what if that you, if, uh, you, if you if you if if you feel the spirit in you. <laughs> I noticed last time I was at your office that uh that gong is still in my old cubicle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Loxana makes a comment about how uh, she says, I'm, how in, sh- I'm in growth. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you 
categorically are not. I mean, all, but also, I'm in growth is the kind of thing that shitty people like that say to justify their shitty behavior. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that was actually pretty real. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's fucking okay. So she's got this what is clearly just a pl- a fake plant, just parts of a fake plant wrapped around her arm. Yeah, she got a plant snake. And uh, apparently it's alive. Yeah. So she does like the most telegram. It remind me of uh, the parent trap when the girls are at camp and they're playing pranks on each other. Like that level of just dumb and telegraphed yeah. and not at all believable. Um, but yeah, so the so she's like asks Wyatt's mom if she likes pets and she's and she's like yeah oh, of course is what she says what yeah and then weird snake plant thing goes straight for her crotch just like awfully off locks on his arm and just straight into mrs miller's pussy yeah that's it. i mean that's yeah that's all and she's, and she's upset about that yeah. for some reason yeah um which a cool yeah cool good prank yeah i guess yeah great prank good job uh Uh, so Riker is uh (laughs) yeah so troy storms out (laughs) Riker has the holodeck set to sad boy (laughs) and he's computer i'm upset about a girl (laughs) (laughs) just sitting on a big styrofoam rock staring into the purple sunset just real sad yeah um, yeah, um, that yeah was... the episode stops being as funny after that. I don't know. Like, they, they come to a resolution about the wedding. One of the big conflicts about the wedding is that everybody was supposed to be naked. Yeah. And the resolution is that, like, only some people are going to be naked. And one of the people that are gonna, that's going to be naked is Wyatt's dad, mm-hmm. who's apparently very excited about it, yeah. which leads me to believe he's also packing. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> but Spent yeah, a lot yeah. of time thinking about dicks on yeah. this one for... <laughs> reasons <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh yeah but why it also walks in, okay so put yourself in your in, in the space of a sad boy who has chosen uh, to that's gonna be a real stretch <laughs> for me <laughs> right so imagine you're sad and you go to the holodeck to sit on a styrofoam rock and stare off into the purple sunset do you lock the door yes mm-hmm. yeah i would think so yeah um Second question, say you're uh, a guy who's um, never been on a spaceship, that you're on a spaceship you've never been on before, and um, your fiance just left, stormed out <laughs> of uh, the reception, or the uh, rehearsal dinner. Um, door-to-door search. Sure. Okay. So, so he, just, he just went and looked... <laughs> yeah. Every, I mean, like, is the holodeck yeah, right if, next? If you're, if you're a sort of a fit doctor that, like, seems like a decent guy but not very assertive, yeah, door-to-door search, obviously. Right. Yeah. Also, fucking uh, editing fail. There's no sound effect of the door. Right. So it literally up. just walks in from the <laughs> side of the screen. Hey, guys! <laughs> hey, hey, you guys. You guys want to start? You guys want all right, is this the other guy that's, did, did you, is this the other guy you like? Is this your other boyfriend? Is it, he seems nice. Um, yep, that's the voice the doctor does. <laughs> I guess he is a doctor, so it does make sense we're doing doctor <laughs> voice. 
So they decide they're no gonna, one's gonna get. That. They decide they're gonna go uh, ahead with the marrying, marrying of each other, and then they finally hear from the plague ship, and which seems like they could have. <sighs> it ch- again. Uh, 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 as plot holes in this episode go that's not a big one well here's the thing the 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 fact that they didn't answer forever until they finally put the tractor beam on that's uh like a relatively small plot hole but um a, a a writing choice that they did not make that would have cleared a lot of shit up was if they just made this alien race psychic right because the only so the the ship shows up and the fucking chick in Wyatt's Farrah Fawcett uh, pictures is on the ship and she's been drawing him too and dreaming about him her entire life and the only explanation that we get is when Wyatt goes to Loaxana of all fucking people (laughs) of all the people you go to for advice a woman he barely knows uh, anyway and she explains it Oh fuck! I think I might have just figured. No, that still doesn't make no. sense. She she just explains, she this, explains we're it. all connected, right? Which yeah, like uh, yeah, collective yeah. unconscious. So the collective unconscious of all living things in the universe found a channel to psychically connect these two aliens from different planets. Right. From di- what in the fuck are you talking <coughs> about? And what I just and I might have to just let myself believe this so that this episode makes sense. I'm inclined to think that Luoxana actually masterminded this entire thing. Yeah, see, that's kind of what I thought at the end, but it's still like, you didn't need to be this shitty the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that make that actually makes more sense that she yeah. put each of them... In, yeah, it's a f- fucking bizarre way to get your daughter out of an arranged marriage. But th- that makes more sense than just random luck that they were psychically right. connected with each other. Well, and here's here's the thing about this episode is if you actually just take the story of okay, there's this like guy who wants to be a doctor, and he's also had recurring dreams of this woman his entire fucking life, and then there's this woman who is. He wants to be a doctor specifically because he wants to help cure people. Yeah. That's the yeah, wording yeah, that he uses before he's yeah. found out about the ship. Or yeah, he is, wants to yeah. be a doctor for like the like the noble reason to be yeah. a doctor, not to get a Porsche or whatever. Space Porsche. Right. Um, and then there's this woman he's been dreaming of his entire life. And then there's also this woman who is the daughter of like the last survivors of a plague ship. Mm-hmm. And she has been dreaming of this guy her entire life, and they have been just dr- on the drift, like sublight speed, for decades. Right. And they meet each other, and it, and it is mediated through this like psychic force that knew that they should meet each other, and had arranged it for decades. Um, that's actually a pretty good story. Yeah. And then you just drown it in a bunch of in laws sure are hard to deal with, aren't they? Bullshit. Yeah. And it it, it just su- it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it could this actually could have been a very 
like poignant episode, and instead we got a fucking in-law comedy. Yeah. And I hate this show. <laughs> Star Trek sucks. I said the name of the podcast <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> uh, fucking. Oh, I did have uh, one more funny moment on the holodeck uh, when Wyatt and uh, Deanna kiss, which they kiss twice in this episode, and they are the two deadest kisses I have ever witnessed in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, but also when they first... I thought it was pretty hot. <laughs> when they first kiss on the holodeck, Wyatt like reaches one hand up <laughs> and he's like, he's going for boo. He's going for boo. <laughs> and and then, he's like, nah. We're on network. Yeah, lands, lands on the shoulder. But yeah, you okay, I wasn't the only one who... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, they actually, when he started, I was like, it's too early to go for boo. Whoa, man. man. Dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and yeah, so the other thing, and like sexual compatibility amongst alien races is one of those things that's just kind of like steamrolled over for a lot of Yeah, we're of just going to have to yada yada that away. Yeah, yeah. like I think Worf's son, no, Worf's son is full Klingon. Uh, anyway, there are... Right. Uh, there are people in the Star Trek universe who are half Klingon and half Spock, Vulcan. Half, yeah, half uh, Spock's half yeah. Vulcan, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So, but yeah, it just it at least bears mentioning that these aliens who look one hundred percent human right. are not human. Right. Um, and also a thing that I noticed because again, it's like the costume di- designers just went, just make everything real flowy <laughs> and small. For some reason, uh, so the aliens' costumes, like the girls are wearing like a halter top, uh, and the guys are wearing like sleeves that are split all the way down the outside. Yeah. And I noticed in one of the shots, the dad's rocking the the actor uh, playing the dad is rocking a real nice farmer tan. <laughs> you, can, like, you can see his arm all the way you know, up to like, his shoulder, like you get on a spaceship. <laughs> there's just that that real, very definitive <laughs> difference in color. That is caused by nothing yeah, else. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, and then uh, he, we already talked about... Oh, so we come to the last scene and Hom finally speaks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the drinks. <laughs> Which opens up so many more questions. Like, what? what why wasn't he talking? Wh- so, I mean, honestly, that makes me respect him more because he just didn't have anything else to say. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I wish more people on this show didn't have anything to say. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to uh, to Luwaxana and Hom's return because I can't remember if he ever speaks again. I always remembered him as being a completely mute character, so yeah. I, I I I can't wait to find out if he ever speaks again. I mean, um, it also raises the question of who the fuck is like what is that? What yeah. what he's just this like giant servant? Yeah, guy. Yeah, giant mute servant guy. But gray giant gray mute servant guy who drinks who can fucking drink <laughs> and gongs and uh and loves to play the gong yeah so as the millers are leaving uh <laughs> mr miller tells deanna yeah keep the chest you'll probably want to keep the dowry you'll need it someday that oh, is I don't, not how that works <laughs> i didn't even i wasn't even thinking about the dowry it's also weird that the dowry would have been coming from Okay, now, now I don't. Now, okay, you're, now, fuck, you're being un, now you're being unwoke. But. Well, no, now I'm even more confused because I was. Th- he says keep the chest, which inclined. I wasn't even thinking about the jewels in the chest. Uh, I was just thinking about the fact that 
he says that, and I was just, uh, and, and he says like you might want to make an announcement someday. So it sounded, it sounded read to uh, me like he was saying uh, she'll eventually get married and she'll want a f- horrifying <laughs> face chest announcement box thing, as we all do. Um, but that implies that it's reprogrammable, like that you can use it multiple times to announce. So now I'm like, is this a thing that just exists? In this universe, this is how people announce I mean, nobody things. Was, nobody was really that taken aback by it. I know. That's why our podcast is sponsored by, by horrifying uh, severed headograms. <laughs> whatever I called it at the top. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I just started, I was, uh, yeah, that just made me think of, well, what are, like, what are the other things that you would announce using this thing? Do you... Yeah, I mean, how common are these? I've never seen one anywhere else in the show. Yeah, that's true. It seems like email would sort of supplant the... Yeah. Or just a a person. Yeah. Most... Yeah, you know what else has heads is people. Yeah. Just thinking off the top of my head, uh, I feel like most other forms of communication... Better than a... Have... Better than a box with a head sticking out of it? Yeah. Yeah, at yeah. least have several legs up on uh, on a box with a face on it. I mean, the box with the face does command a fair amount of attention. Yeah, yeah, it is going to be in my nightmares. Um, it is, yeah, very fucking creepy. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's the episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then that, yeah, that it was that was my my last note was that Loaxana is a fucking sociopath. Um, yeah, my last note was it seems like the Wyatt's parents don't seem mad enough. <laughs> like they're just kind of like, well, you win some, you lose some, and they just take off. <laughs> well, <clears throat> to be fair, he's not doomed to die necessarily. He's on a, like I mean, he went there to. Try he's on a plague shift that's on the drift. Like, things aren't good. Yeah. I was gonna. And say they, they are just to... they are just straight up like, oh, sorry, the wedding didn't wait, work out. We're going back to space for to. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he wasn't their favorite son. <laughs> That would explain. <laughs> that would explain a lot of kind this of a lot. <laughs> I mean, they're obviously. Yeah, he's the youngest of five brothers. <laughs> well, they're obviously super rich. So let's, yeah, let's let's do assume uh, that everything in the box came from them. So yeah. they teleported a box full of jewels that pukes jewels on the floor after it makes its creepy announcement. Yeah, uh, that's not cheap. Yeah, no, they've got they've got a lot of money. And, of course, we think of being a doctor as, you know, a high-quality, admirable profession. But in the future, maybe not so much. So maybe he is a disappointment because he's not whatever is the measure of success career uh, in the future. And so they just put put on their very best, (laughs) uh, you know, performative objections – when he was first when he when he first beamed himself over to the other ship and then as soon as they were like yeah no he can't come back he is infected with a deadly plague and they were like well okay 
Yeah, which is about how they reacted. Yeah, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. All right. We're figuring this out. Yep. Yep. And this is why we're doing the podcast. Eh? To figure. Heal the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're like Bill and Ted. Sure. Just bringing, bringing, bringing the, the world together through the power of our rocking hot takes. Okay. Okay. That's probably, we can probably get off the train on Jump, that, that jumping particular on, station. Jumping on off. Sign, signing off. Uh, engage. Goodbye. <laughs>